I, I like the growth that I've seen from the guys individually and collectively. Um, but it's far from over. It needs to continue uh, into next week and beyond uh, as we get started with this journey. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Good morning, everybody. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room, and it is game week. Yeah. Game week. Uh, the uh, uh, Thursday night, uh, the kickoff uh, for the NFL Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs, uh, and then uh, Sunday, number of games, and then Monday night, uh, we square off against the New York Giants. New York football Giants, to New be York. accurate. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you got to yeah. say it like they say it. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, when they yeah, answer yeah. the phone, they go, hello, yeah, yeah. New York football Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I Pat Hanlon, uh, who is the PR director of us, uh, no, here when when yeah, we were here, he not of us. He, he was the assistant. We had our own PR director. Yeah. You might know him, Pat Hanlon. Yeah, but he's the, he's done a great job. Uh, so uh, one of the things uh, we wait a minute. What what about him though? Where Pat were you going with that? Yeah, Pat, Pat Hanlon, Hanlon. He's now the New York Giants right? director of media relations. Does he answer the phone? Hello, New yeah, York Football Giants. No, he says hello, Pat Hanlon. Well, okay. At least say that. Where'd you go? You like go, yeah. Pat Hanlon, Brad, the, the PR guy of us. I'm like going, what? Well, <laughs> we yeah, have our own PR well, guy. You know, uh, Pat Hanlon. You know, <laughs> he well, was the PR guy yeah, when we were players. Yeah, he's assistant PR Dan Edwards. Right, he was assistant to Dan. And now and Dan so, went to Jacksonville. He, yeah, and he he uh, Dan Pat Hanlon always <laughs> always used to call me up and ask me. Uh, to go to Aliquippa or go right, to Altoona. Right. And and uh, he'd call up and he'd say, Tunch, how you doing? I said, cut to the chase. <laughs> cut to the chase. What do you want? And, 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 so, and so now when I call him, he says, cut to the chase. Because there you I, go. Because I ask him about, uh, you know, whenever I go to New York, right. I, I ask him, do you have a hotel there that is cut rate? Uh, and could you give me the cut right. rate? Yeah. Cut to the chase. Yeah, cut to the chase. No, I, now he answers it. Hello, Pat Hanlon, New York football giants. No, he doesn't say New York football <laughs> giants. Uh, but he said, hello, Pat Hanlon. Very good. Yeah. And well, he's, that's not because that's, he's not the official greeter. If you're the official greeter, like downstairs, you know, you had the central telephone yeah. thing, you know, that, and you answer it. Hello, yeah. New York football giants. All right. There you go. Yeah. Um, so. One of the things, Josh Dobbs, the rocket scientist, He's is back. back. Yes. Yeah. I feel uh, much better about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I feel good. Uh, I feel good about him uh, over uh, Devlin Hodges uh, because, you know, he's he, – he, I, I, I was he, surprised he, he very, got cut. I, I, was, I was surprised, too. By, by Dougie's like – I mean, they let Leonard Fournette go yeah, and a bunch Doug, of people. What's Doug, going on down there? I, I think Dougie is cleaning house. Could be, you know. I mean, could be. You go through that year with the, some of the Coco Locos yeah. that he had. I yeah. would imagine that it would be a relief to be able to, like, say, uh, okay, let's, uh, you know, let's kind of re reboot this this whole process. And he's got a uh, hippie starting at quarterback, Gardner Minshew. Oh yeah, Min Gardner. Yeah. Minshew. Yes. Minshew. You know, he, Gardner. He, yeah. He, Who names their kid Gardner? Well, you know, his parents were hippies. Were they? Yeah, I okay. think so. I think so. Well, if you if you, you name your kid the gardener after the gardener, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah. Maybe maybe that was it. Uh, we like named our a son after our gardener we had. What yeah. was his name? Uh, I don't know. So we called him Gardener. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, 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 maybe I don't too know. much CBD oil, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe too much drugs. Uh, uh one thing that uh, Dustin Colquitt, how about that, Craig Colquitt's son, which right. we played with, right? Uh, no, he, not his son with Craig Colquitt. Yeah, Craig Colquitt, his dad. Sometimes you're confused. You're like so full of like juice and energy yeah. this morning. I'm like going, all right, you're like. Jacked up, dude. Yeah, I'm, it's game week. I know, it's I know. You week. came alive. It's about time you came alive. Well, I came alive last week. Uh, and and uh, uh, Craig Colquitt, Dustin Colquitt's dad, uh, was our teammate. Was our teammate. And uh, and uh, Dustin got cut by the Kansas City Chiefs. And, uh, He's been putting there since like yeah, 05. Right, 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 right. Uh, Super Bowl. 15 years. Yeah. 15 years. Uh, uh, and... Uh, you know, he's with us now. Yes. And Jordan Berry got cut. Right, right. Mate, mate's out. It's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. I like Jordan. Jordan's a good I, dude. Jordan's a good guy. I really like him. I hope he lands uh, on his feet in the NFL. Yeah, but, you know, Dustin, I, I like Dustin. Well, there's no question. Uh, and uh, he's a pro bowler yeah, multiple, multiple and, times. And you know what? What? When people are allowed to come into the stadium, we're probably going to see Craig. Yeah. When that happens, yeah, yes. Yeah. We'll probably see Craig. Uh, and Which uh, would be awesome. Yeah. That, that I haven't seen him great. in a long yeah. time. Yeah, Matter of fact, I just saw a picture, and it was on the punt team, and um, I was on it, had to be in the first couple of years, and the same picture with Craig Cole quit, um, and the funny part was he was running with the ball. And I'm wondering if that was when he decided right, yeah, to yeah, yeah. tuck it and go. Yeah. And and when he in said, Houston? and the next year he said, <laughs> "You're not still mad, are you? are you? Still mad at me for that, <laughs> Chuck?" And Sean Davis is back. Yes, but you got to finish the story with Colquitt. Yeah, yeah. Colquitt just decided to tuck it and go on a fourth down, and, and he, he got, came up short he came, on his own. Yeah. On his own, he'd make the decision. And and I'm seeing this him running with it. I'm going. I wonder if that's the game. Yeah. You know, why else would he be running with the thing? And then the next year, we're warming up in the Three Rivers locker room because it was raining outside. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I heard this. Well, Chuck, are you still mad about that? Are you still mad about that? (laughs) Chuck just went off. And it was like somebody, and I'm sitting there going, why would you get them all honked off before practice? Why would you say that? What? Yes. What in the world could you possibly? When I when we see Craig, we got to remind him and go. What were you thinking? Right. When you said that, the Chuck, are you still mad over that? <laughs> that was the funniest thing. Oh well, it was funnier the next day because we went out and had a pretty rough practice, if right. I recall. Yeah. Chuck was a little honked off. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, and and. <laughs> And Cam Hayward, <laughs> oh wow, sixty-five oh, million. Oh well, if, I think it's seventy-one if you count this year. Yeah, whatever it is, that's that's a lot of cheddar, brother. Oh my goodness, congratulations, Cam. Yeah, congratulations, I am, Cam. If, you know, I'm just thrilled for him. Uh, he's well deserving of one of those uh, whale contracts. Yeah, great player, um, great leader. Yeah, and uh, I and he, everything I hear, he's a great teammate. Yeah, so it's good the for mo- him. it's the most money. For a guy over 30. Yeah, defensive guy yeah, over 30. Yeah, yeah, And I look at that and I go, get Zooks, man. That, that He deserved it. So Yeah. And think about it. Joe Green got uh, – he was first-team All-Pro when he was like 32, 33. So 
you know what? Cam can do the same thing. Keep right. rolling those Pro Bowl years out there. Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, that was – I didn't think – What's that? I didn't think they were going to uh, work out his contract. I was I wondering think, about yeah. that myself. Yeah. You know, just because, as he said, 48 hours prior to this, yeah. he, he was thinking it's going the other way. It's going south. Yeah. But uh, people stepped in and got the job done. And he said he looked so relieved and he looked kind of exhausted. Right. You know, I would imagine the last 24 hours especially, you see all this coming together and it's got to be exciting. And then you don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, and I, I don't know because – we never had contracts that big. Right, right, right. You know, I mean, where you set up uh, five Six, generations in the future. 65,000. Yeah, yeah. Not 65 no, million. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so good for Cam Hayward. I think that's a great thing for the Steelers uh, organization to come to uh, yeah. know, agreement with, with Cam and for everybody involved because – um, you know, Cam hey, Cam has become the, the the face of the defense. Right, he certainly is, and Ben is the offense. And you know, you you get that settled. That's that's pretty nice stuff. And you got a window now. You know, coming up between Ben and Cam, locked and loaded here uh, the next couple of years, and uh, they better make hay. Right, make right. hay while yeah, the sun shines, boys. They will make hay. Uh, you know, um, uh, Ben. Well, let's look at the roster. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph, and Josh Dobbs. And Devlin Hodges uh, got, got picked up and put on the practice, practice squad. squad. Yeah, yeah. And, Very good. I'm yeah. glad for Devlin. Yeah. I like Devlin. He's a good dude. Yeah. I'm glad that uh, Josh was, you know, you're able to get Josh back on board because uh, Josh is, uh, I thought he was a pretty good talent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love I, I loved Josh. And, you know, He's a rocket scientist. <laughs> How can you not love a rocket scientist? Yeah, yeah. One of the few you've ever met on an NFL field. I yeah. did meet Buzz Aldrin. You, but but he's not a football player. No, but he was back well, in high school when I met him. When he was in game, high school, yeah, oh, it was hilarious. I, you gotta you gotta imagine Buzz Aldrin. All right. A moonwalker. He's on the moon, right? right? He, he goes to the moon. Man. He's on the sidelines. I'm going, Buzz! This is like uh, 08, 07 or something yeah. like that back then. So I'm like, I got to meet him. I'm like, I find my way along. Did he play college football? I, I don't so. remember I because so. we got in this conversation. I don't think so because he we went into the military. Oh. But anyhow, we got in this conversation. So I'm trying to go, Buzz, you know, you're on the moon. Did you see any aliens? I'm trying to angle for that question, you know. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, Ken, I got to tell you. Back, you should have seen me. I was a center in high school. Oh, we were good. We, we were state champs. But this kid, this quarterback we had, I'm going, boss, no. I mean, like, the moon, the moon. Yeah, He's going, no, no, no. Let me tell you about this quarterback. And then people are coming around going, boss, tell me about the aliens on the moon. He goes, oh, forget that. He goes, let me tell you about this quarterback. And, and then all these people came and I was like, I, I never got an answer. Yeah. I was like, I want to talk to you. Buzz. Yeah. How about aliens on the moon? Well, he did. The, 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 there's no aliens. I, what is, Oh, I'm telling you, you know, hey, you don't know. Yeah. You I, don't know. I know. Uh, you, I don't, know. you don't know yeah, nothing. I know. Yeah, on the dark side yeah, of the you, moon, you, the back side. You, you, they you, got all kinds of power plants and everything. You're a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> you, 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 you celebrate. How about uh, the fact when he was on the moon and, and that uh, garbled transmission that was cut out, huh? And he yeah. said, they're watching us. Did he hit a golf ball on the moon? <laughs> I, don't know. I, I think he did. 
I think he hit away. Did. All I could get him was, he just was telling me about his high school quarterback. That's, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. I, I, want, I, want, I want to hear about the moon. Yeah. Oh, it's just unbelievable. So, so anyhow. Yeah, we're, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with more stuff. He's Wolf Touch, and you are in the locker room, and it is game week. Game, game week, week, baby. And, and we are so excited. You know, one of the things we didn't think was we'd get this far. Really? Yeah, you you talk you talked about you thought trying to remember what I thought. Yeah, back you, then. you 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 kept saying I don't think we're going to get a uh, we're going to have no. A I didn't say I don't think. I said I'm not sure that yeah. it's going to yeah, happen well, on you, schedule. You, 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 yeah, see, don't put words in my it. mouth because I yeah, know what you, I said. You said it sometimes. You said it sometimes. I forget. You said it. I didn't. say All right, it. we're going to be back. We're going out after this. <laughs> You know, I, I, I feel like I have enough information to make decisions. Um, and, and that's a good thing because it's time to make decisions. And so um, we'll push forward. Uh, I thought that we made good use of the time and good use of the structure of the time that was provided in terms of the work allotted. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So I agree with Mike Tomlin. You know, he, he's the, he's made good decisions, and uh, and he's, uh, uh, and you know what, the, 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 the pandemic and the lack of preseason games has fed into this practice, 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 and uh, scrimmage, scrimmage, scrimmage. And, you know, I, I, I just think that it's uh, uh, Tomlin, Mike Tomlin has uh, uh, gone through a good season of preseason. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, you know what? And we got where we're at. We got who we got. Right. And the decisions had to be made. That was yeah. the hardest part. And the thing about it is, and I go back to Jerry Dulek made a great point last week. Without the preseason games, your thoughts are just that. They're yeah. not validated until you get right. to evidence of, of you know game film. So this is going to be a big one uh, yeah. when things kick off next Monday. Yeah. All right, let's go to CR in Chicago. Uh, welcome to the locker room, CR. Hey, what's going on, guys? See y'all still listening in Chicago. How the heck are you guys doing this morning? Fabulous, bro. We're, we're doing fabulous. It's game week. Oh, man, I am so excited, man. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you a number, and I want you to give me your first thought off that number. Six. Six? Bobby Brister. 
<laughs> Bubby Brister. Is... Sorry, I mean, that's, that's you asked yeah. me what first came into my gourd. Hey, I said hey, Bubby Brister. That was really good. Hey, because man, what I, say? You know, I, I wasn't thinking of, uh, of a player. I don't know. It's just, you know, it's it's like, uh, you know, like in Ghostbusters. When uh, Dan Aykroyd said, what's the first thing you think of? You know, it's like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, that's what dropped in my head. So, anyhow, what do you got? I've got Monday Night Football 2020, Pittsburgh Steelers, New York Giants. Okay. And so were you thinking uh, the line is going to be six points? No, I'm thinking the line is going to be six days from now when Monday Night Football starts. Oh. For the 2020 year, man. I'm 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 really excited for that because, man, I haven't had any football in so long. <laughs> it's none of it's real, you know? That's and, true. Uh, on on a Monday night, you know, with the big boy coming back and and uh, and, uh, and we got a family reunion, which you was talking about a few minutes ago. We got Dobbs back and Davis back. Um, I'm really excited about that. A lot of people don't, didn't like Dobbs, but um, you know, the Steelers had a way of making that thing uh, go around the table and back again. Uh, Cause they, what they gave up a fifth rounder, and anyway, they got him back again. You know, I, I think people like Joshua Dobbs. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of people. Yeah, I thought CR, that, uh, I, you know, because he was he was brilliant. Uh, he's working for NASA in the off season. Again, how many rocket scientists have you really met? Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. Field? You know, I always looked at him. I said, I said, you are the first rocket science rocket scientist that I true that I met on a football field. I can say that. Yeah. So, anyhow, anything so, uh, else? Oh no, I'm just uh, you know just excited about the game. I'm getting ready for it, and um, I, I just can't wait. Hey, uh, one last thing, real quick. Um, uh, preseason games. What was the most interesting preseason game you two guys have ever been involved in? Well, oh, we easy. played we we played the Giants uh, the last preseason game, and and uh, Chuck uh, put us back in, and you know we we were out uh, the end of the third quarter, and. Uh, uh, Ron Blackledge, our offensive line coach, come in, came to us and said, get warmed up. You're going back in. And we said, what? <laughs> and he said, Chuck wants to win this game. We're going to have to go to break because uh, we got LeVon Kirkland coming up next. Yeah. All right. All right. Big LeVon. And by the way, my favorite preseason game was we played the Eagles and some some guy climbed out on the net. Uh, no, that was the, the Giants. Does I thought it was the Eagles, but no, it, it was matter. the Giants. You can't have both Giants. Yeah, I when when Would you just I talk, shut up? I talked. It to, wasn't the same game. I talked to Bill Parcells. Just shut up. It wasn't the same game. I talked to Bill Parcells. And Would you th- listen to me? It wasn't said, the same he said, game. I thought that guy was going to yeah, die. Yeah, okay, it's the Giants, but it was oh, a right, different right. time. All right. Yeah. It was yeah, not the same game. That's but it what was, I'm telling you. Yeah, but it was right? Bill Parcells and the Giants. I think you're misconstrued, but I'll give you that. But it was a different game. I thought you might say the, the the Cleveland Browns game when uh when uh when Toots regurgitated on on the nose tackle. <laughs> I think yeah that was that's that was another fun. good one. Yeah. All right, we got to go to break, brother. Well, uh, in the meantime, I... in the meantime, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Thank, Thank you, Cr. Thanks, Cr. We're gonna take a break and we'll be back with Levon Kirk- Kirkland. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Toots, and you're in the locker room. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. 
So he's Wolf, I'm Tucci, you're in the locker room, and we have Star Trek because our featured guest today is Captain Kirk, LaVon Kirkland, a former teammate of ours and a brother, and uh, we love him very much. Uh, LaVon, welcome to the locker room. Tucci, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the invite. Wolf. How you Thank doing? Thank you so much for having me, man. I love you guys. It's good to be talking to you again. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the fabulous things, LeVon, <laughs> you, you know, you're so straight-faced right now, but you are one of the funniest guys. Right. <laughs> and we just so enjoyed the times we've interacted with you, and it's just wonderful for Pittsburgh to have that big mug of yours back if you would out on the radio air. You know, yeah. do you have it in the radio ether here because people love you. People still talking uh, about you here, man. Well, thank you so much. You guys do a great job of, of pumping me up, and I had a great time with you guys. And you're so you're so right. Most people, they really, if you're not in the locker room, if you didn't know me, didn't know that I was a <laughs> a guy that could really crack people up. Yeah, so, um, two yeah, times. Because I don't look like it. I don't look like it at all. No, you scare the average person for crying out loud. Two two time so two time All Pro, eleven years in the NFL, nine years with the Steelers, and now you're coaching at the Arizona Cardinals, right? You know, I was coaching with those guys. Uh, it was only like a two year kind of a fellowship thing, but now I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. I, I am working with the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame as the Vice President of Development. Wow. So I'm doing that. So it's more of a it's more of giving back now, the phase that I'm in at this point in time. So it's great because we get to deal with a lot of student athletes and we get to talk to them about, you know, giving them a better life. And we try to do that by educating them, empowering them, and encouraging them. So I'm with that group now, and it's been a lot of fun. I actually even have my own um, own podcast, which is called Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. Oh, okay. And um, also developing another podcast. Uh, we're doing the first show today, LeVon Kirkland, that's talking about Clemson football. So, yeah, you know, um, I'm, I'm still coaching, but I'm just coaching in a different way. I'm not really coaching for any team, per se. Right, right. <laughs> now, LeVon, we got to go back to your playing career because you had – you were Blitzburg. You guys, you were in the midst right. of Blitzburg. Okay, yeah. Bill Cower. I mean, you you played Take eleven years. Yes, you were multiple Pro Bowl and All Pro and all kinds of stuff. Right. So you guys got you got yourself. You you got uh, Kevin Green. You got Greg Lloyd. You got uh, Chad Brown. You got Jason Gilden. What was that bunch of crazies like back in the day? Yeah, and the, you had uh, a real good nickname, but you didn't like yours nickname. Oh, heck no, I didn't like that nickname because it didn't really make any sense back then. But to answer the Wolf's question, it was a lot of fun, to be honest with you. Believe it or not, I was pretty much the same one in the whole group. I was more <laughs> eating eel. <laughs> but that's quite a statement now. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is quite a statement because Kevin and Greg, man, it was like, you know, it was like you kind of let them do their own thing and you don't really <laughs> coach those guys as much. That's what I saw Marvin do. He didn't really – he coached Greg and Kevin through me and Chad. 
Yeah. So me and Chad were <laughs> we were the scapegoats a lot of time, and he'll say stuff like, "We got to stop jumping off sides," and we're looking at each other. Me and Chad like we never jump off sides, <laughs> but he wouldn't really say that to Kevin and Kevin and um, Greg. So it, it was basically some veteran guys with Kevin and Greg, and then young guys with me and Chad. And, you know, me and Chad had to really grow into our positions because we never played it before. But it was a lot of fun. And then we had a, a, another young guy, Jason, who was an emerging star. And we were doing something that was unique to the NFL at the time. We were we were sending people from everywhere, but protecting uh, the cornerbacks and the safety. So it was a lot of fun. And we got a chance to display what we can all do. We were all unique and we were all valuable to the team. We all brought something to the table. So it was a great time. And the, the only thing that we missed out is winning the Super Bowl. Right, right. And that was in 95 when you guys lost to the Cowboys. But, yeah, you know, that's, that, that's heartbreaking. Absolutely. What was it like? We, I mean, you know Kevin and you know Greg had a little bit of a rivalry, did they not? I mean, one was always Great. trying to up, and it was good competitive rivalry. Yeah. I mean, it's one you want to encourage. But at times, I would imagine some of the conversations in the huddle got a little bit crazy. Let me tell you, man. <laughs> you know, when – like, I've never played inside back. I, I think most people don't know that. i never played inside back until I got – to Pittsburgh. Right. I was an outside backer at Clemson. And when I moved to the inside, uh, you know, I had to really learn. And I, that was Touch. Touch was on the team. And I really kind of had to learn. And um, I went against Touch a couple of times. But, and Touch can tell you, man, I was I was a very cooperative um, scout team guy. Yeah, he was a great guy. <laughs> he, would, he played outside yeah. linebacker <laughs> against me. Right. Yeah, and I would, and Touch be like, calm it down. <laughs> I'd be like, I got you touch. You know, I, I never try to be anything crazy, but as we went along, you know, one of the things that Bill Carr told me to do is, you know, LeVon, you got to really take over the huddle. Right. And I'm looking at the personalities we got with Kevin and Greg and Ron. I'm like, uh, so how do you want me to do that? So basically, I had to kind of fake it until I make it kind of thing. <laughs> And then I just remember sometimes Greg would be like, we're not running that. They'll give me the signal. LeBron would give me the signal. I relay it. And Greg is like, no, nah, we ain't running that. <laughs> so we get in the film room, and they're like, what happened on this play? And I have to take the blame. Because they going to say Because honestly, they're going to blame it on me anyway because right. they wasn't going to give it to Greg or Kevin. And then sometimes Kevin was like, I would make the call. I would say, tight, we'll be two bucks. Ready? Great. I'm telling you, two seconds later, Kevin would be like, hey, Kurt, what was the call? I'm like, <laughs> I just gave you the call. And then you got Chad beside me. And Chad was real cool. We worked really well together. Right. But Chad was not going to make any adjustments or call anything until after I call him. <laughs> And I would be like, Dad, you can help me out a little bit by just like if I don't see it right away, just go ahead and say it. We just if we all if we if one if we if we make the wrong call, we'd be on we all be wrong. It's okay. Yeah. But he would never do it unless <laughs> I would do it. And so my demeanor on the field 
it was different from college because in college, man, I would jump all around, celebrate, but with those guys, man, I had to change my game a whole lot, and I had to be a little bit more, not so conservative, but, you know, I had to really calm down my celebrations, things of that nature, because I had these four guys, I had these three other guys, man, that were just something else sometimes, and um, Kevin and Kevin and Greg were really funny uh, in a lot of ways. They wore these shorts that me and me, me and Chad did not want to wear. <laughs> but <laughs> the eighties style, huh? The early nineties. Yeah, those yellow. They had these black and yellow bumblebee kind of tights. <laughs> they were wearing, and me, me and Chad was like, "Hey, no, we're not wearing those." <laughs> and they made us wear. And then you know they had the name of Quiver and Quake. Right. Yeah. Let's go back to your question, Touch. And they had the snake, but they couldn't figure out what was <laughs> what would go with snake. So they said bait. <laughs> we took a picture. Talking about the Intimidators. Yeah. And you could just see my face with the shirt says bait. Everybody else has a cool nickname, <laughs> and I end up with bait. <laughs> Levon, yeah, I got to tell you, I, I just totally hate that thing. one of the things that, that cracked me up was when we were talking one time on the South Side, we got in a conversation about, because let's face it, you're bigger than normal inside linebacker. You're you're a big dude, right? Yeah. So you're so, sitting there with Tunch and I, and you go, so if, uh, if I played for Chuck, would he have let me play linebacker? And I said, only from a four-point stance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, probably, you know, that really broke my heart, man. No! Uh, it was a compliment you know, to you. I know Chuck was so, I mean, I, I talked to him this day once or twice, which was, like, mind-blowing to me. And he was an incredible um, coach and man. And, man, you know, I, you, you always wish that you can play for guys like that. So, right. Yeah, you know, my, I was just... You know, I kind of grew into my position. I fit into my position. But it, it worked for me. Yeah, but I tell guys all the time, like, my size was really my advantage in a lot of ways. Because yeah. I was, you know, believe it or not, I was a really good athlete. Um, yes. <laughs> and you were, you, know, did, you were a knee bender, too, I, man. You, yeah, you, 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 know, you were able to play and, so long. And uh, you know what? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think you and me and Matt Millen were together, I think, at the Super yeah. Bowl week. And he yeah. said, "Play, you play great with your eyes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, you, you just saw everything. You anticipated well. You were a great player, LaVon. Absolutely. Oh, well, thank you so much, Tunch. That means a lot coming from you guys. But, you know, Matt also, like, I, I tell you a story. Before that Super Bowl, he told me, like, you're seeing the right things, but I just want you to trust your eyes. Right. You just need to trust your eyes more. And when he said that, I was like, it was an aha moment for me. Yeah. And I went out and I had a pretty good Super Bowl, but that carried me for a long time because – it really was about that. It's really about seeing what was going on in the now. Right. And I know when people talk about players, they talk about, you know, a guy being a smart guy or a guy being an athletic guy or a guy being a uh, instinctual guy. I just really, a lot of times, I study what other people were doing, but my mindset was always play what's going on right mm -hmm. now. Like, what's happening now? 
They could change their whole scheme. They could do something different. But from my position, which was you try to be proactive and reactive, and I just, whatever they showed me, that's what I played. That's what I played. And I think that was one of the reasons why, at my size, I was able to make probably plays that you would never think a guy at my size could ever do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Now, LeVon, one of the thing, questions I got to ask you in this COVID-19 Please. year, this is crazy, but think about no preseason games. Think about not having a filled-out scouting report, essentially, because you, the Pittsburgh Steelers, are playing the New York Giants, and there's Joe Judge, a new coach, with a new team, no video evidence, and you talk about playing what's right before you, you're literally going to be playing what's right before you come Monday night, would you not? It's going back to Lamar High School in 1986 and 87, and, dude, you're just – you're really not doing that much scouting or extensive studying. You're just playing what's going on right, right, right. in front of you. You're just playing ball. And I think it's going to be more of that kind of feel that first that first game because you really don't have a lot to rely on. And in professional football, you know how important that is, that they rely on it. But um, the true intelligent man is a man that can learn on the fly, a man that can, you know, Amen. take chances. And I think that's just what it's going to be. It's, it's going to be football that is – pure state even on the highest level <laughs> it's going to yeah. be like hey man do whatever they do i mean you're just not going to have a lot of advanced stuff unless you go back and you go back and watch the film and a lot of times when you do that especially as coaches you, you hope that you're not chasing a lot of ghosts out there you hope you're not giving you know you're just trying to find things just to find things that this is just going to be one of those games that you don't really know exactly exactly what they're going to be doing. So it'll be interesting to see. LaVon, your rookie, the rookie show, did you imitate Cower? Yes, I did. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, you had me crack it up. You, uh, you were the best. You, you yeah. were the best uh, imitator of Bill Cower, and I was just cracking up. My, I, my stomach was cramping. Well, when you're a funny person like myself, what you actually do <laughs> is you study, you study people. You yeah. look at them and you're just like, you're kind of like, okay, this what happened. Okay, okay, let me see his mannerisms a little bit. Um, I talked, you remember AZ Anthony Griggs? Yeah. 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 Okay, I call, he called me yesterday. Where, where, where is he? Where is he now? He's probably you know not too far from you, but uh, oh yeah. Okay, remember the drive. You remember the drive with John Elway, Cleveland Brown, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. The Denver Broncos. Yeah. So he's on that team, and Coach Cower is you know one of the coaches with the Browns at the time. And <laughs> I, I was watching on TV or whatever like that, and I saw Anthony Griggs number fifty three, and. If you would have saw it, I started laughing so hard because AG did not know what he was doing. He kept looking at the safety, you know, like, and 
after a while, you play a while, you understand body language. You understand when a guy has no clue right. what he's doing. So he's out there. He's looking back at the safeties. He's got a lot enough. And I cracked on him so bad <laughs> about the drive. And John Elway coming up to the line of scrimmage saying, check, check, 53, 53. So it was, uh, you know, you just when you're when you're cracking on people, you really got to study them and their mannerisms and what they do. So going back to Coach Carr, like every day in practice, I would just kind of look at what he was doing. And when the Ricky Show came up, I was like, I'm going to imitate Coach Carr. <laughs> that had to be something, man. That was funny. I thought I did a great job too. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, Levon, you you said that you were coaching up guys in uh, for church guys. Did you say that? A church? No. Yeah. No. Clemson. Clemson. He's at oh. Clemson. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I, I spent some time at Clemson. I was actually a, a missions officer at Clemson University. Yeah. Um, then I started coaching high school. Um, I was a head coach for a. Christian school, which was a lot of it was interesting, yeah. but you know I've I've coached guys you know on all levels with the Cardinals. I coached yeah. those guys, and I remember I said just like Levon, no, what are you doing with the Cardinals? <laughs> so I was like, hey man, you know coaching that's just how it goes, but. I, I thought it was fun that a fan just kind of remembered me in that way, and uh, throughout the years. Uh, the fans have been tremendous to me and really showed a lot yeah. of appreciation. And if I can say anything to the fans out there listening, man, I really love the Pittsburgh fans. Yeah. Great fan base. I love playing for that city. I love playing for that organization. And I, I, I wouldn't have had it any other way. I, I think the only thing you may say, you know, you want you always want to leave out with a Super Bowl. Yeah. That didn't happen, but man, we had some great teams. Right. It was a great experience, and I could I got to meet guys like you guys, and um, I had a lot of fun with you guys too. Yeah. It, was, it was great time. What? So so you uh, so you coached coached up a, a lot of guys to love Jesus, right? Yeah, you know, my father is from. My father is a minister. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, now it's yeah. coming together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you love your man. Yeah, your mannerisms. Okay, now yeah. this is making more sense. I met Jesus early on. Right, <laughs> but yeah. you know the great thing is my father really is. He really is still with all my brothers and sisters, uh, putting God first in your life. Yeah, right? and how important that is, and really how that shapes life. It gives you a really a God. Yes. On mm-hmm. how to perform as a man. Yes. And it gives you wisdom beyond uh, a lot of things that you can possibly read. I, I remember my father really getting on me about, you know, reading the whole book of Proverbs. <laughs> but the whole book of Proverbs, you know, I'm a young man. And he's right. like, I need for you to read the book of Proverbs. And I'm like, okay. But I remember just reading and so much wisdom just in that particular book, and that's one of my favorite books as far as the Bible is concerned. Yeah. But, you know, my father also gave me this advice, too, and this is the advice I always took, and I always try to share, that you live your life to a certain standard that people are curious about it, and they would yes. ask you mm-hmm. about it. And then that's when you can tell them about um, 
you could tell them about God and yeah. about what Jesus did. Um, and he was really, you know, he was a prime example of that. And people would come up to him and just like, why are you the way you are? And he said, that's when you witness to him. He always thought that people try to push the Bible down your throat never worked. Right. right. That if you just lived your life a certain way, people will get interested and they'll be curious. And then you can always give them, well, hey, here it is. Exactly. So, uh, so you know, so I, that's the example I try to live by. But I also try to be real too. And I try to be human because being in that ram, trust me, I had some. There were some holy rollers um, <laughs> where where I'm from, and a lot of times people can't really relate to that. So I think when you're sharing the gospel, you got to make yourself relatable. Right. You got to be able to talk to young men and talk on their level and understand them instead of just trying to preach at them. So yes. I always try to make it more of an individual relationship kind of way right. and try to understand that young man first and try to get where he's coming from so I can possibly give him the right advice. And, you know, the thing about it, Levon, it's about loving the guy next to you, the guy to your left, yeah. the guy to your right. You look, I always think about Jesus's words when he said, you know, love God with all your heart and soul and then love your neighbor as yourself. And who's your neighbor in the locker room? Look in the huddle. Yeah. You know, uh, you look at all these things. That's who your neighbor is, and you yeah. love them, you yeah. know? And yeah. and uh, no. and uh, Jesus said, uh, one more command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. And he loved us sacrificially and unconditionally. And, uh, you know, I see that in you, Levon. And uh, you, 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 you're doing a great job, yeah, brother. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you, we're going to have to go to break. That. What, where can you get your your uh, uh, you know the uh, what what you doing the uh, pod the uh, podcast podcast yeah yeah you, you know you can go on the uh, you can go on South Carolina football uh, well it's www sc the football spell dot f o o t b a l l h o f dot org I know it's long right yeah. I try to shorten it up a little bit but it's, <laughs> it's South Carolina football h o f dot so if you ever want to check us out, that's where the podcast is. Uh, that's where we're doing what we call our Bridge Builders Excellence Program, where we're reaching back and we're helping young people now. So if you Fabulous. want to go on that, please do. you got an opportunity to be a member, yeah. donor, or a sponsor. So it's LeVon, can we have you back sometime? Yeah. So we always have. Yeah. All right. Love you, buddy. Appreciate love you, you, man. Love you, love you, love you. God, God, God you, bless you. Take care. Thank you for coming on with us. You you, you made our yeah, show great. Yeah, especially Don. She's getting mental on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anytime, man. Thank you so much, guys. And, next, you, bro. and next time you're going to do a cower imitation. Yeah, there we go. I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. I can do Greg, too. Okay. Save that for the next time, man. You got to have one of those beep, beep, beep for Greg because, you know, he curses a lot. Gotcha. Right. Thanks, brother. Thank All you, bro. Thanks. Take care. Uh, that was Levon Kirkland, and you know he's he's hilarious. He is, and, he's and too he's, I didn't know his dad was guy. a minister. Yeah, I knew yeah. I knew his, his dad was a minister. Uh, we're going to take a break. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. 
So he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room, and we had a great time with the Levon Kirkland, uh, formerly of the oh, Pittsburgh he's Steelers. He's hilarious. And now we've got uh, Bob Labriola of Steelers Digest and Steelers Radio and Steelers TV. Welcome to the locker room, Labs. How you doing, bro? I just hope to be able to follow in LeVon Kirkland's uh, <laughs> footsteps there and be hilarious, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, LeVon, you, 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 you got to have a memory about LeVon. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've covered the Steelers as long as I can possibly remember, brother. I mean, what, do you have any quick stories that come to mind about LeBron? Uh, LeVon, LeBron, LeVon? Well, LeVon Kirkland was um, – I think the second round draft pick and Bill Cowher's first draft class, 1992. And I believe it was the next training camp, 1993. You know, Bill Cowher um, did those, um, you know, he started the night practices at Latrobe Stadium. And, you know, the reason behind it, the original reason that Bill Cowher, you know, initiated those things was he wanted the players to adapt themselves you know, because the kickoffs uh, for regular season games are at all different times. You've got 1 o'clock, you've got 4 o'clock, you have Monday night. I don't think they had Sunday night then, and they didn't have Thursday night either. But he wanted the players to be able to adapt their bodies, you know, to play football at different times of the day. Mm. And so, you know, it kind of evolved. Uh, there, were, there were no lights at St. Vincent at that time. And so, you know, Latrobe Stadium right there. They have lights. That's where the high school, Latrobe High School, plays their home games. And the Steelers turned it into a charity thing. I think it was the United Way at that time. And, um, you know, it was okay. So the highlight of that was goal line. You know, Mike mm-hmm. Tomlin yeah. didn't, didn't um, continue that. But that was the Bill Cower That ended the practice goal line. Put it on the two. I think it was, I don't know, two sets. Two, first team, first team, and then second team, second team. So mm-hmm. maybe eight snaps. And I remember, I, I don't remember what I saw, but I do remember what I heard. And I thought, wow, this guy Kirkland is going to be pretty good. He filled, as they say in the coaching thing, he filled the hole. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't remember who was running the ball. Maybe Leroy Thompson. Um, but, wow, you could hear that one. Right. Um, I remember that. And, uh, no, I don't that remember was, that. I don't remember that. Um, but that was that was my first. Wow, who's this guy? Right. Because yeah. as a rookie, he didn't. He played special teams. Um, but uh, yeah, '93 summer, uh, Latrobe Stadium, night practice. Levon Kirkland. Hi, wow. I'm Levon Kirkland, Steelers <laughs> Nation. Um, I'm this here. This is what I do. Yeah. All right, Labs. What do you got? What do you think some of the big surprises are on the, um, you know, the roster, the the practice? Any anything jump out at you? Well, I mean, not re- not really. Uh, you know, I felt all along that, you know, it was going to be difficult for new people uh, to make an impression, and um, you know, and and unseat a veteran. You know, with the exception always of draft picks, because you know, if the if the team took the time you know, to scout you and interview you and all that stuff and made you a draft pick. As you guys know, the way the business works, those guys kind of get a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, right? especially as rookies. So, you know, the fact that so many of the draft picks made the team, I think they all did except Antoine Brooks. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, you know, that doesn't surprise me. I, I think that, um, you know, I do believe that a couple of moves were made, you know, for salary cap stuff, and that's why you got Cam Hayward. Yeah. You know, you didn't save much by keeping uh, Carlos Davis over Dan McCullers, but it was probably close to a million dollars. And then um, the other one, I can't think of it right off the top of my head. But, yeah, there were, there were a couple of uh, those kinds of things where I thought that uh, the Steelers, if, if it was two equals or close to equals, in a, in a couple of um, instances they went younger and cheaper. Mm-hmm. And, hey, if that's what you needed to get Cam Hayward signed, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine. I thought that, you know, a lot of the good stuff, in my mind, that happened, <laughs> excuse me, was after the rosters were cut. Yeah. yeah. The Cam signing, <clears throat> I like getting Dobbs back. Yeah, I like the um, science, the rocket scientist back. And uh, Sean Davis. Yeah. Right. You know, you need a depth at, at safety. And with the expanded uh, rules for the practice squad, as well as the expanded numbers, you were able to keep Curtis Riley as well, who I right. thought, you know, had a decent camp. <clears throat> and, um, you know, the, <clears throat> the Dustin Colquitt thing, I'm not opposed. But let me just say this. Um, I, w- I want to know what Chris Boswell thinks. Because mm. in my mind, oh. the most important job that Dustin Colquitt has is holding for Chris Boswell. Yeah. Because as you guys both know, the Pittsburgh Steelers won a Super Bowl with Mitch Berger as yeah. a punter. And yeah. I don't know you could get much worse than that. Yeah. So, um, you know, if, if Boswell signs off on this, uh, it, it doesn't impact his place kicking. He's comfortable with him as a holder. Great. He's been Great. holding for 15 years. Uh, he hasn't been holding for Chris Boswell for 15 years. Again, I understand. Yeah. And I'm not saying he has a problem. I'm just saying if it was me and I was in charge, that's a guy I would have asked. Right. right. And maybe they did. Yeah, they, yeah, you don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah. So, But that's, that's, that's something I would have checked out because, again, I'm not disparaging Dustin Colquitt's holding ability, but I want to know – that the place kicker that I got that um, I won't say you pulled him off the scrap heap, but you certainly resurrected his career uh, after that awful season. And he was back to being, you know, pure money as he was just about every other season with the team, but I'm not doing anything to, um, you know, upset that apple cart. I'm just not. Right. Uh, So that's, that's my only reservation, but uh, I'm assuming, you know, Danny Smith is, um, you know, obsessive compulsive to the degree <laughs> that I'm sure that um, you know that that came up in conversation, um, at least between the special teams coach and the place kicker, if if not at a higher level. Labs, what do you think about Ray Ray McLeod? You know, that's he's an interesting yeah, guy. Um, yeah, well, you know, this is one of the things um, that I have believed now for a while. Um, you can say you want to be better returning kicks, but until um, the team is willing to commit to somebody who shows you decent at it and keep them, um, you're never going to be good at returning kicks. Like, um, now Deontay, the other the guy who, uh, we cut his name, first name was Deontay, the receiver, uh, and he ended up with the Broncos. Right. Um, oh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Name, but he was a good returner. Yeah. He wasn't that. He wasn't as polished a receiver, and you ended up keeping the better receivers, which is fine. But you can't say, 
we want to be better uh, returning kicks if, you know, after you cut the rosters, you say, okay, now what do we have left? Who's going to return kicks? You can't do it that way. So I thought McLeod showed a little burst um, returning kickoffs. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think that he can also help uh, in, in the coverage units on special teams. And so, to me, he had an advantage over Ryan Switzer, both as a returner and maybe as a you know gunner on punt coverage or whatever, wherever they may find a place for him in uh, you know in the coverage units on special teams, and you know uh, so let's go you know line him up, um, keep him, and let you know let's see what uh, he can do at the position. So you th- so that's what I thought about Ray Ray McLeod. So you think that keeping Carlos Davis over Daniel McCullers uh, was a salary cap thing to sign Cam Hayward? Well, I'm, I'm not saying it was, um, you know, a spe- specifically done for that reason. Here's another thing. You know, Dan McCullers was going into his seventh NFL season. Yeah. What he done Yeah. In his first six. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a – he was a one-dimensional part-time guy. I mean, I don't want to be mean or anything, but, you know, he has had plenty of opportunities to show that, you know, he could become something. So I think when you look at Dan McCullers going into his seventh NFL season, he is what he is. That's it. Right. Now, Carlos Davis, what do you run, a four seven nine or something at 320-some yeah. mm-hmm. pounds? Uh, you know, maybe you got something there. You know, he's young. He's um, – and Kevin uh, talked about – uh, his football IQ and how when they interviewed, they interviewed the two of them, Khalil and Carlos, they're twins. Uh, Khalil made the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, you know, he was talking about them, their football smarts and all that stuff. He ran a four seven nine. Um, he may be able to play inside or outside on your defensive line. Um, and if you look at his college stats, they improved every year that right. he was at Nebraska. Right. So, you know, that to me, a little potential, he's faster, and he's cheaper. Mm. You know, you, as I said, you guys know how that business works. You had six years in the league, and, you know, you have 41 total tackles or something. Yeah. Um, again, I, I don't want to be mean, but um, that's, that's how that stuff goes. And then to me, on top of that, you had a little bit of a bonus of he's cheaper. Yeah. And the other, the other thing was DeCastro – uh, redoing his deal a little bit freed up some cap money. That that probably helped get Cam done too. But you needed, you know, you needed some of those kinds of things um, to get that deal done. And to me, that was, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, you, you had to do that. I really think you had to do that not only for the kind of player he is and the kind of person he is, Cam Hayward. I'm talking about. Yeah. But also, I think you need to show the other players in the locker room that if you are what Cam Hayward is, we will take care of you. And we will take care of you uh, in an extraordinary kind of way. And with Cam, it was that's the highest contract ever signed by a defensive player over 30 years old. Yeah. So, you know, again, I, I think then that helps um, the team's credibility in, in terms of in the locker room when you're talking to T.J. Watt, you're talking to these other guys, Minka, whoever might be, you know, coming up down the road. Hey, you know, we took care of Cam. We take care of ours. We do. Just trust that it will happen. Work with us. And if you want to be here, we'll, we'll make it happen. 
So uh, thanks, Bob. Uh, we got to take a break now. And uh, he's Bob Labriola of Steelers Digest and Steelers Radio and Steelers TV. Uh, and the season begins, Labs, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. How are you with – Let me ask you this real quick, fellas. Yeah. Where are you doing the game? In uh, Heinz Field. Field. Wolf, you doing a, a like a long distance sideline report? <laughs> I'd be a lonely guy down he, there. He's he's gonna be he's gonna be in. in I said the I'd booth. only go down in there if uh, if I get my own personal vendor. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck. I know that you know a lot of this is weird, and all of us are um, you know having to adapt our jobs to this uh, new reality. But uh, I'll just speak for myself. I'm just glad that there's football. Yeah, I'm yeah. Happy and, that and this is game week. And this is game right. week. I'm a, we were excited about game week. And and the other thing that's good about it is we're the early Monday night game. Right, right, yeah. We, we, which is always good. Yeah, we don't want to be the late good. one. Yeah. Thanks, Labs. All right, fellas. Appreciate you, brother. All right, buddy. Take care of yourself. So we're going to take a break. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room. And that was Bob Labriola. Great insight. Uh, and uh, uh, a great guy. You know, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I know that I'm prepared to give this group whatever it needs to to perform week in and week out and to get better as we proceed. And so, you know, we have a plan in terms of what our, our approach to business, but we better be light on our feet and we better be willing to adjust uh, as a, as necessary adjustments are revealed to us. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So Mike Tomlin's always willing to adjust. Going to have uh, to be. You got you to gotta be light on your feet. And, uh, you know, it's it's this, this season is so... Helter Skelter. It is. Yeah, it, it is so helter skelter. You're going into your first game with no yeah. video evidence yeah. of what your opponent does. And How do so, you? This is flying blind. Yeah, and we get no video of it. No, we got no I, idea what's know, going on. I want to. I want to watch video. Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah, It'd give you some idea, but you don't even know what their basic packages are going to be. You don't really understand your personnel other than you got Daniel Jones, a very you know, young up and coming yeah. quarterback. You got Saquon Barkley, yeah. who's a terrific uh, young running back. But the fact of the matter is, you've been throwing bodies at. Th- Here's the one thing I do know: if you go back and see, they they lost uh, their number one draft pick last year. They yeah. cut him, yeah. right? And they've been throwing bodies at the cornerback position. I'm thinking to myself. That's perfect. Yeah. That's just where we want to go. And Jason Garrett's the offensive coordinator. He's going to run the ball. Right. And, you know, we got to stop the run. We got to stop the run. 
You got to stop Saquad. I love yeah. that. They call him Saquad because he's got the big quads. Right. Saquad Barkley. I thought yeah. that was hilarious. But he is obviously somebody who can be um, whatever you need. He caught 91 balls. Uh, was it last year or something? Right. I mean, a, a phenomenal uh, two-way player. Right. So his – his productivity is going to be something big. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have to you're going to have to try to shut him down. Right. All right, let's go to the phones 412-919-1316. Let's go to Juan in South Carolina. Welcome to the locker room, Juan. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good. How you doing, brother? Great, but it's game week. We're fry- <laughs> we're we're fired up. Watch out. You can't stop them. You can only hope to contain them. Yeah. <laughs> hey. hey, I'm with you guys. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. can't believe we got to this point where everything going on. Never thought we would have made it this far, guys. So I'm fired up too, guys. Well, it's going to be exciting. We're going to see what happens. I, my whole point is you're flying blind. You're going into New York now. You're going to have to – that first quarter is going to be like a feel it out. Uh, quarter. Right. It's going to be like a heavyweight first round championship boxing match where everybody's they're throwing the jab out there, just trying to probe, trying to see what you got. And I would think that there's going to be an awful lot of that early on. Hello? Yeah, I agree with you guys. So, uh, uh, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. We got you. Can you hear us? Oh, okay. Yeah, I can hear you guys. Yeah, I agree with you guys. So, um, I would like to say I'd like like take a look at the roster. I love the roster roster the fifty-three guys we have, and also um, I was on Twitter um, over the weekend chatting with some other Steelers fans, and uh, when I saw Josh Dobbs got cut from Jacksonville, I said, "Hmm, what am I bringing them back?" I said, "What you guys think about that or Josh Rosen?" And we end up getting Josh Dobbs, so I agree with the pickup with him, and then we brought back Sean Davis. So bringing back two guys who know the system instead of going with guys who doesn't know the system, what do you guys think about that? Well, we, uh, Josh Dobbs, we're big fans of, and we're big fans of Sean Davis. Uh, Josh Dobbs is a rocket scientist, and he works for NASA in the offseason, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's a brilliant Something guy. That they, they never offered to me. Yeah, I don't yeah, understand yeah. why. Well, well, yeah, you know? because you didn't graduate college. <laughs> Oh, that little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot yeah. about that. And, uh, hey, Wolf, they, yeah, 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 yeah. Wolf, they went off for that, and you didn't graduate from college. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? So we we were so happy about Joshua Dobbs. <laughs> yeah. I, I like him better than Devlin Hodges. I think he's better. Yeah, I had no doubt about it. Yeah. Anything yeah, else? I, I agree with you guys too, because also like like. Preparing for game week since um since dog flu. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Hello. Did we lose him? I say yeah. I agree with you guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. You you've been dropping, buddy. I say. I say yeah. I agree with you guys because with uh with dogs like doing practice week. Like preparing for like like mobile quarterback, we can use that guy there in practice because he's he's a mobile quarter, quarterback. Right. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. And uh, he's bright. Yeah. All right, and then, brother. Um, Who else? And then, and then we like um, we got to give it like Steelers fans. We got to give it to Kevin Colbert, man. The guy is a genius, man. The guy just 
do anything he can get to. Like, like I was reading a stat online earlier. They said last year September we traded Dobbs to Jacksonville, and we traded the uh, the fifth round pick to Miami for Minka, and then we ended up getting Dobbs back for basically for free. So you gotta right. give it to Kobe. The guy is a genius. Yeah, man. not to mention getting Sean Davis back too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's all good stuff, man. Yeah, and, and Sean Davis got. And Sean Davis got a free two million from the Washington Redskins, so hey, he went he went regardless. <laughs> no doubt about it, man. Yeah. All right, we got to roll on, Juan. Take care. God bless you, Juan. All right, thank you, my guys. All right, yeah. brother. We'll talk to you later God in this week. You yeah. You betcha. All right, uh, let's go to Clyde in Florida. Welcome to the locker room, Clyde. Gentlemen, good morning. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Fantastic. Hello. Yeah, gentlemen, good morning. How are you this morning? We're yeah. doing good. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you okay now. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, First-time first caller, long, long, long-time listener, four decades. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I've been, I've been a Steeler fan since the early 70s, and then I moved down here to Florida. Well, so beautiful. I, I, got a, I got a question, and I got a, 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 a comment. Okay. I really enjoy the uh, – that they signed uh, Hayward to because, as Abriola said, it's definitely going to show the other players that are up for contracts that if you stay with us and treat us right, we'll treat you right. Right. I think that was a big move on their part. Now, with that signing out of the way, what are there available as far as uh, free agent possibilities next year? Are there eight uh, players that are available for free agency next year? You know, I would have to go look at that, brother. Right now, I'm trying to deal with this year. Yeah, this is such you, a crazy year. I'm not even worried about next year. Yeah, we, That's we, for bigger minds than yeah, me. Yeah, we, we focused on the next opponent, uh, Clyde. Uh, we don't focus on uh, uh, the cap uh, values and uh, uh, the free oh, agents okay. for next year. You know, we, we're, we're just All talking right. about the Giants. I, I appreciate that, and I think that's going to be a very good game on Monday night Right, coming up. I, I don't expect it to be anything uh, out of the ordinary other than maybe Ben thrown for 400 yards with the way you guys are talking about the secondary on the Giants. So uh, I'm kind of excited about that. that. Yeah, the, 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 the I think secondary in the Giants. With Chase Claypool and them having problems with their corners where they're literally yeah. dragging guys in off the street, um, I love – the fact that Ben is like feeling great, I love the offensive line is yeah. back together. Uh, this offense is ready to roll. So right. we shall I, see. I with, yeah, I agree with you guys a hundred percent. The only thing that I'm afraid of is, and I, I I'm, I'm not going to say because I don't want to jinx Ben or the Steelers. But uh, don't say it, man. Don't say it. <laughs> no, go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. You want me to say it? Okay, I'm going to say it. I just hope he doesn't get crazy and starts whipping that ball around and re-injure the arm. No, he yeah, said it. He, he said it. I don't think he's going to do that. No, you know, you know, you he's so? he's been throwing long and hard in camp, and so I think that in, in uh, days in a row. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think that uh, uh, that elbow is very very. Here's healed. the other thing I think is important. He's going to help the running game just right. by his mere presence because yeah. they're not going to There's drop no that eighth guy down into the box. He's going to make those corners have to play off a little bit, and I think it's going to help to establish the running game, and I think you get it early because when you do that early in the season, right. you get that nice mojo flowing. 
You know, you get that running game going, and you feel like you're you got a nice fist for an offense. Yeah, and you know the uh, the running game comes together uh, faster than the passing game. And so, Clyde, I, I, I just think uh, uh, they're going to run the ball, and uh, it's going to be uh, – Hopefully, what? Well, yes. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a great game. Run the ball and beat them into submission. Right. Smash mouth well, football. I you, I, well, I'd love smash ball foot, football, that's for sure. Uh, I hope you gentlemen are right, and I just want to say thanks for taking my call, and uh, I'll be calling back throughout the season. So Good. hope to talk to you guys in the future. All Thank right. you, brother. Appreciate thanks, it. Clyde. Thanks, Clyde. You All too. Right. Love you guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Love you too, All brother. All right, man. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, so we're going to go to break, and then yeah. we're going to close out the show. How about that? It's like crazy. Yeah, a New yeah. start time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't forget, 10 o'clock, 10 to 12. Yeah. And, and we'll uh, be right back after this. Yeah, we'll be back after this. You know, they're, qual- they're a quality veteran tandem. Um, and, and not only that, not, you know, resting on their resumes, they've had good training camp processes, both guys. Both guys came in in, in great condition. Both guys have performed at a, at a consistent high level through this process. And, you know, that's where I find my comfort, not necessarily in what's been done in the past or their presence, but the things that they've done um, since we've begun this process. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. All right, it's Mike Tomlin talking about the training camp that has just occurred. But I got I got something I got to ask Juju you Juju and James. Well, all right. Yeah. Training camp that just occurred. Yeah. They just got finished with training camp. Yeah. All right. This is a word of caution. My brother Ronnie, and you know Ronnie well, Ronnie, and by the way, congratulations to him. He has recently been inducted in, or has been elected to be into the West Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Yeah, that's really awesome. Really glad for him. But here's here's something you got to watch out now. Ron is a fly freak. In other words, when he's got a fly in the house, he can't rest. Right. He's got the fly swatter, and he's going to get that fly. He hates flies. Yeah. All right, it's a personal vendetta. Him versus the fly. Yeah. Okay? So he's all over, and he's whacking stuff left and right. Up at my mom's. You know, mom's out in the country. Doors open and closing a lot. Right? The flies get in, and he's on the hunt, and he's going to get a fly. Well, the got a gentleman here in southwest France, 80-year-old gentleman, right? Be on the alert. Because there's a, such a thing out there as a, an electric fly swatter. Now, can you imagine an electric fly swatter? And even worse, what happens? You're on the hunt. You're going to get that dadgum fly. It's buzzing around, and you just had enough. So you got that electric fly swatter. You're going to get it. And wouldn't you know it, but there's a gas canister that's leaking in the house. 
Oh, you can only imagine. Kaboom, baby. <laughs> Poor guy gets a little flash burns in his hands. He's okay. Okay, he goes to the hospital. He's okay, but he destroyed his kitchen and blew up his roof. Um, and uh, that's just a word of cautionary tale to you if you are one of those people who chases flies with with an electric fly swatter. And to this date, there's no been, been no word on what happened to the fly. Yeah. We still don't know what. Jake, did, did you – Jacob – do you think that that's uh, pertinent to, to our show? Absolutely. Uh, Get know, Zooks, I mean, man. The, pod, the fly. You could have somebody out there with an electric fly the swatter fly. walking around trying to kill that fly. Oh. And then kaboom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They can't have it. Uh, Just can't have it. Yeah. So, another news. Getting back more back to the NFL. Football. Football news. Yeah, talk about football. Hey. You think about it. The fly. You, you could be out there chasing Jeff Goldblum. The fly. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah. Huh? You have electric fly swatter going after Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. El Kabumo. Yeah. All right, so here we go. You got Roger Goodell. He said the league is prepared for a scenario in which every team does not complete it, uh, does not complete its 16-game schedule because of the COVID-19. They've got an ability to be able so, to deal with it. Now, yeah. they're, they're not telling us how. Yeah. He just says, you know, if you got to delay it, if you've got to postpone it, you can do it because it's there's a one-a-week one type deal. Right. Right? Yeah. So hopefully you're never going to have to do this. But at the same time, you wonder, after what Major League Baseball went yeah. through and so forth, it, it could be a problem. Do you, do you, do you think uh, um, people, will, people will, will get COVID after games? I don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? The testing protocol is such, you know, that hopefully you're going to be able to move guys in and out, up and down, without having to delay the games. Right. But Goodell says we got a plan. We got a plan, you know, if we yeah. have to postpone the game, we got a plan. Maybe you're going to see a Sunday game postponed to Wednesday. I don't yeah. know. Maybe Thursday. Uh, who knows? Maybe Tuesday. You know? Yeah. I mean, if you have you think that, that issue, you think it's going to be, be midweek? I think it's going to be Saturday. Uh, it could be. I'm just saying that uh, depending on how things work out, you've got to. Mike Tomlin talks about being fluid on your feet. Right. You know, you've got to constantly be light, light on your feet and fluid. Absolutely, yeah. it's a fluid situation. This whole year is a fluid situation. Right. You have no idea what can possibly happen. Yeah. And 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 what goes on. So the the idea is that they could possibly you know manipulate the schedule in a way that we've not seen in the past yeah and it seems to be like um you know an acceptable option based on you know the fact that uh you know once a week type thing you know who knows do, do you do you think that if the game gets canceled it's canceled for good uh they don't come back and play it yeah i you know he seems to intimate that uh that could be possible, right? You know that you could actually cancel some games and carry on, and that maybe you've got some sort of a formula that you figure out. Uh, I don't know. Again, that's for bigger minds than myself, but I find it interesting that he talked about the fact that they could either be pushed back or canceled, right? And still go on to you know have a uh, year where that you go to playoffs and a championship game. Yeah, and you know what? It's so far nobody's been testing for. Uh, tested COVID nineteen positive. Uh, no, they had they've had ten. Yeah, they've had ten. But six yeah, yeah, six but it, uh, personnel, small, four players. It's small percentage. Yeah, it's out of sixty thousand some tests that they've yeah. run. Yeah, you, you know? know one of the things that I think is Oakley 
developed a, a, a face shield. And uh, do you do you think these guys are going to wear the face shield? I don't. I don't think they're going to wear the face shield. I some. I think some will, obviously, but I think for the most part, um, you get out there and. I remember, like the brace. First time I had to wear a knee brace. Right. It was like a dinosaur. It was heavy. Yeah. Um, that lasted for one game. I was like, no, I'm not doing that because it constricted me too much. Right. And it was it was not productive, uh, as I felt in allowing me to play. So, um, you kind of eschewed that, you know, and uh, you go on your way and you you do what's the best that you can. And one of them is this. I saw this on uh, the news this morning. There's some sort of misting type thing that right. you can walk into, and it takes your temperature, it mists you, and does whatever else all at once. You know? Wow. And, yeah. I mean, and, and disinfects. Yeah, disinfects you. And well, yeah, I, I, that's like my Lysol. Oh, see, I'm spraying I, you Lysol. Got, I know. You just hose me all over the place, man. You got Lysol flying everywhere. I You're the king of I Lysol. I didn't hose you today. Not today you yeah. haven't, but you know what? But because I, I my sprayed throat, it. Yeah. My throat is getting dry because I, I got Lysol. You yeah. know, you keep getting Lysol. But they've got to come Something's up with. Something's wrong with his throat. throat. You know, it's got to be. They've got to be able to come to some sort of um, testing protocol or misting protocol like that. I mean, that's how you get it done. Yeah. You know, if guys walk out on the field and before they go out on the field, they get hosed down. Misted. Yeah, misted. Dunch is out there with his Lysol can. <laughs> Can and you it, see you out there? Got a giant Lysol can. And anybody wants to come Lysol. There you go. Get that with an electric fly swatter. <laughs> Oh, my heavens. Yeah. But, you know, literally one of the great things about it is the innovations that are coming about right. because of what we're facing and this idea of a misting agent that you can walk into. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the sidelines where, you know, they had the sprinklers that were like right. mists. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing. Yeah. Only you're, you know, you're getting debugged, man. Yeah, humid uh, when uh, it's really hot and humid. You have the misting agents, and uh, they they shower you with. Well, mist. that would be it. Would be something that that non-invasive. Right. That you know because it's it's right there and it it kills whatever. Um, that would to me that seems to be an answer that right. you could use if they if they could get this produced and in, into every NFL stadium. Yeah. I mean, you go you could have that on the south side for practice and yeah. And guys, I, and it's long lasting. It's not like a, it, yeah. it's not like an hour. Um, this stuff lasts for a while, according to the reports that I read, um, or I'm sorry that I watched. And I, Where I'm kind of excited it? about it. It was, on, it? it was on the news somewhere this morning. You just have to, you know, kind of be, you know. And it, it was, it was for the NFL. Um, I, you know what? I don't remember. Yeah. You know, I was flicking flicking through the channels or something. And it came on, and uh, all I all I knew was um, this this provided some hope that you could normalize things because if you could go through with a misting agent like that that is that acts right then and there, and not something that you got to take a shot for, nothing that you have to test. Uh, it takes your temperature while you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's that's phenomenal. So, you know, yesterday Matt Nagy announced uh, Mitch Trubisky is going to be the starting quarterback. Okay. And uh, uh, Nick Foles is going to be the backup. And right. Nick Foles, you know, asked Matt Nagy, can I call up Mitch and congratulate him? Oh, what what a great guy. 
Very much so. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think that says everything about having the proper attitude when you go out and you're competing for a job, even though you're professionals. Yeah. You'd be men about it. Yeah. You know, and that's just something I think um, sometimes in sports we've lost our way yeah. in uh, proper conduct. And, and you know what uh, Mad Nagy said, uh, that Mitch Trubisky had a great camp and, you know, he worked harder because Nick Foles came in and was uh, his competition. Well, we're going to see. Yeah. Everything is up in the air. It's going to be interesting. This NFL season kicks off. What is it? This Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, Houston and Kansas City. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go to break. Uh, we're gonna come back uh, with the uh, press conference. Press Mike Tomlin press conference. He. 